Welcome to Introverts Own Your Voice. I'm Tom Marcou. And I'm Johanna McLeod. This episode is The Savvy CEO Wins. The point of this episode is if you're facing the media, an all hands meeting, or the board of directors, or you're trying to get a new person who's really talented on board, or to retain somebody in your team, and you feel that you might not perform at your best, this episode will help you express yourself powerfully, effectively, and get the cooperation you need. Now, every CEO I've interviewed, and I know from my own experiences leading teams in the UK, India, and the USA simultaneously, we all wanna win. In fact, every CEO I've coached wants to win more often and wants to win more efficiently. So this conversation will get straight to the point. I'm using four main points, easy to remember because we use CEOS. First one, choose the premise. Now this conversation is gonna be about your interactions with media, board of directors, trying to retain a top person or to attract a top person mm -hmm. to your team. And the idea is you got to choose the premise. In front of the media, they're looking for the soundbite. And a CEO has to be savvy to know you could be recorded at any time. Somebody mm -hmm. can have their phone recording right under the table oh. in any board meeting. Mm -hmm. So you must be careful. We can't do the classic thing of just repeating back to somebody their idea. Mm -hmm. Especially in front of the media, when you're asked really tough or terrible questions, you can't just repeat that back because that becomes a soundbite. That becomes the link. That becomes what people click on. Mm -hmm. I'll give the old classic idea. You got a media person saying, do you still beat your spouse? You don't repeat any of that. Mm -hmm. What you do is you say, I always treat my spouse with kindness and respect. Mm -hmm. Oh, George over there looks like he has a question. So you just move on. Mm -hmm. You answer the question, you move on. Mm -hmm. Now our next point, and I'm giving these points as a brief overview, but we're going to go much deeper in our conversation here. But our next point is E of CEOs. E stands for empower answers to 10 worst questions. In any situation, it can be predictable. There are certain questions that are awful, mm -hmm. that can really mess you up and be ready for someone to throw them at you. What you do is you identify 10 worst questions. I do mm -hmm. this with my clients. You identify 10 worst questions and then you come up with two answers minimum for each of those questions. You become overprepared. Mm -hmm. I always say with my clients is that we focus on words, strategy, and rehearsal. And words, these are the words of the CEO I'm coaching. Mm -hmm. These are the words that feel right and they're strong and they're clear and they come from the person so they're not awkward. But what I can do is I say, keep that. Oh, don't do that. Don't use those. Mm -hmm. And so what we're talking about is we find those powerful words that come authentically from the CEO, words, strategy, mm -hmm. and then rehearsal. That's what makes the CEO the savvy CEO who wins. Tom, what gets in the way of most CEOs performing at their best? Well, it leads right into O, which is when a CEO does not perform at his or her best, they're not prepared enough. Oh. They don't have enough rehearsal. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I'm bringing to our attention right now is O, over-prepare with recovery methods. Mm -hmm. I'll say that again. O stands for over-prepare with recovery methods. Now, when I work with MBA students, like at Stanford University, I have always, I have begun with recovery methods. 
when you know recovery methods, you know that no matter what comes up in an all-hands meeting mm -hmm. or what comes up in a speech at a conference or what comes up in front of the media, when you have your recovery methods, you have so much less concern or nervousness. Here's the recovery method. Someone asks you something and you haven't looked at it that way before, not in that particular manner. What you do is you say, I need to pause for a moment. I want my response to be valuable to you. Mm, that's very good. Say it again. I need to pause for a moment. I want a response to be valuable to you. You are telling the person what you're going to do. And what you're doing is valuable, is necessary. Mm -hmm. People get in trouble when they blurt out an answer. <laughs> I've had that. Okay, I hear you. And so the idea is that you want to think it through. Mm -hmm. Now, what's surprising is there are more introvert CEOs than a lot of people realize. Mm-hmm. And you have CEOs who rise up through engineering or something like that because they want to manifest something. They want to get something done. Mm -hmm. And they want to win. They want to succeed at getting something done. But they may not have been natural extroverts. The way an introvert wins is that they over-prepare and including over-preparing with recovery methods. Here's another recovery method. Mm -hmm. So I'm giving a speech at IBM and I get stuck. And that's something you can predict that... In the middle of a presentation, you might get stuck. You might not know the next two sentences that are supposed to come up in your presentation. And then you can say, I need to pause for a moment. My brain needs more RAM. <laughs> now, the idea is that's a good phrase. I know you're tech-oriented, Joanna, so mm -hmm. you're amused by that. At IBM, that was hilarious. They thought that was fantastic. A random access memory joke. Yes. Oh, they thought that was fantastic. I've used the other thing, too, is I need to pause for a moment. My train of thought just derailed. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for a crane. The idea is you come up with what works for you and also to show that you're never concerned or upset or out of sorts when something comes up in the speech. Mm -hmm. If you're poised and confident, then the audience is confident in you. Mm -hmm. O was over-prepare with recovery methods. S, start with listening. So much trouble, so much wasted time can be avoided by listening first. Mm -hmm. Every CEO, we need to know more than people will often tell us. Mm -hmm. What happens in a boardroom, you'll see this, and we know the energy of domination, who's the dominant personality in the room. Mm -hmm. Someone says something humorous, and everybody looks at somebody who has the power mm -hmm. before they laugh. Oh. And then if that person's finding it amusing, then they laugh too. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem with that when you're a CEO is that you might not get the intel, the information you need, because if you say something, people will then, as social animals, but also because they are reporting to you, they will just go along with what you say. Mm -hmm. So in my teams, I often say, I want to hear what your insights, what have you been seeing about this? What do you perceive here? Mm -hmm. Well, the listening sounds like a good idea because you never know what things you missed in a conversation. Right. And what was not voiced. That's the big thing that we're looking for. We want to get access to information that the person feels uncomfortable saying. So as soon as a CEO demonstrates that they can't handle or don't want to hear the bad news, mm -hmm. then everybody starts editing what they say. Mm -hmm. Now, we all like and appreciate results. I was talking with a couple of colleagues and they said that, you know, Steve Jobs has kind of this mythic appearance. Mm -hmm. But it was interesting, I wrote a book which is coming on pretty soon, gonna be its 20th anniversary edition, called Be Heard and Be Trusted. 
And in that book is a gentleman, Guy Kawasaki. And at conferences, he says, I'm one of the only people who can say that they survived working with Steve Jobs twice. And we all laugh and think that's amusing. But the problem is, what are the great ideas that he never heard? Mm -hmm. Because he was known for saying, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Well, great. You think I'm going to stick my neck out in front of you again? Mm-hmm thinks the team members. Mm -hmm. So they wait. Now, it's been said that if you needed to get something done, what you did was you made Steve Jobs think it was his idea. Yeah, I can see that. This is not the savvy CEO. The savvy CEO listens first. That's why S is for start with listening. Mm -hmm. And gets access to that brain power from everybody around them. Mm -hmm. I always remember this classic example. There was a, an exclusive club. And at this club, for whatever reason, some people were stealing the shampoo. <laughs> and the management was starting to think, well, you know, maybe we should put cameras someplace. And you talk to everybody, and the person who cleans the facility mm -hmm. said, I got an answer for you. Just leave the caps off the shampoo. Mm -hmm. The savvy CEO, and we know we've been taught this in business school and, and through mentors, is that you lead by walking around. You find out information, but of course your day is so busy, you can't walk around as much as you want to. Mm -hmm. So what you need to do is be savvy with how you get the information from the people you do talk to. Mm -hmm. But the, one of the things that's really extreme, and sometimes I refer to it as CEO suicide, is when a CEO is not coachable mm -hmm. and everybody knows it. And therefore the board of directors realize that here is someone who's not learning. Mm -hmm. They may have a flair for the insightful or intuitive call, but everybody fails. Connection and coalition building mm -hmm. is absolutely crucial to the savvy CEO. Mm -hmm. You do that by having the meetings before the meeting. So before you have a meeting with the board of directors, you're actually having meetings with separate people and listening to them. Mm -hmm. And then you know the temperature of the room before you actually have a vote for anything. Yes. So this is absolutely crucial for the savvy CEO. I want to know what three things do you really want us to take from all this, Tom? Well, I'll give you three plus uh, one bonus. <laughs> right from the beginning, we say choose the premise. So the idea is that if you're in any public situation, to be savvy, you have to be aware that sometimes you'll say something in private that might come out too. So you have to be really careful. Mm -hmm. This is one of the things that I like about being an executive coach and spoken word strategist, is I am often the one person that a business owner or CEO can talk to about the tough stuff because I have no outside agenda. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to keep my job. If we're done working together, then that's fine. I got other clients, we're good. I'm not trying to keep my job. I'm not a family member. Family members inside their mind are saying, don't change too much and be convenient to me. Mm -hmm. I'm not a family member. And so therefore, as an executive coach, I can tell the truth. I can say, what does that get you? What are you missing here? Mm -hmm. One of my favorite questions with my clients is, what reality must you face and how are you bringing your A game to this? Mm, mm -hmm. That's an important detail. Choosing the premise is part of being over-prepared. Being over-prepared with word strategy and rehearsal is exactly what I do all the time by helping my clients. Mm -hmm. The point is most human beings are under-rehearsed for the tough moments of life. Oh. How do you rehearse for things that you're not expecting? First, you think it through, which takes us back to the E of CEOs. Empower answers to 10 worst questions. You think it through, you figure out what are the 10 worst questions. You talk to other people who you trust and find out what are possible worst questions. Mm, okay. Then you work with an executive coach and then you actually rehearse 
your answers out loud. The thing is, every human being, every CEO has a perception that is unique and individual. That's the other thing that CEOs have to realize. Everybody else that you interact with is probably not playing the game at your level. Mm -hmm. They're not even interested at the game at your level. Somebody who rises up to manager is just not interested in things you're interested in. So you have to reach and to make yourself fully present to the individual differences of people you're working with. Now, along the way, I've been a feature film director. And what you learn as a feature film director is you direct every actor in a different way. Okay. Some people like to talk. Some people don't like to talk. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. I'm on the set. I'm directing. And I'm actually in the scene. And it turns out that I play one of the lead characters. This guy plays the lead character. We are great in the first take or the second take. I can just tell him, all right, the camera's there. You and I just go and do our scene. Mm -hmm. However, we're in the scene with another actor. And this person is only great on the eighth take. Oh, wow. So what do I do? I give her her close-ups last. Interesting. Okay. So the whole point is that I've been training my whole life to be the executive coach, spoken word strategist that I am. Mm -hmm. In terms of knowing how to bring out the best performance out of a person, help them with their words, strategy, rehearsal. Start with listening. Now, listening means you're very sharp. You're very intelligent with your questions. Mm. The problem is that if you ask leading questions in certain ways, you're going to fail to get that intelligence, that intel you want. So what you need to do, and what I do a lot with all kinds of people, is I start in a very comfortable way. I say, how are things going? As opposed to saying, how are things going for you? Mm. See, there is subtlety here. This is why, as a spoken word strategist, whether I'm helping somebody with a press release, or I'm helping them figure out the language to use in the all-hands meeting, or I'm helping them be prepared for the worst questions in front of the media, or helping them develop the clear expression of something. I'll give you an example. Okay. I was just working with a client and because I also work like a, a ghostwriter sometimes because I can take in the style of a person. Mm -hmm. I realized that this particular person, this fits his style of talking. And the phrase I wrote was, you're stressed out because your systems suck. Mm -hmm. So I double checked that with my client. and He said, yes, that's exactly the main point that I'm going for. Uh -huh. And that's the thing, is when you work with a professional who is not going to be so afraid to tell you the truth, now you can get something done. Mm -hmm. Now you can lead yourself better because you have better feedback. Mm -hmm. I am a coach to a sports psychologist who coaches gold medal Olympians. And I know this, and we talk about it, is that there is no Olympic athlete without a coach. Mm -hmm. So, Joanna, what do you feel you'll hold on to from this conversation? I really resonated with the fact that your audience really can feel how you're feeling. So if you're feeling nervous, they pick it up. Ah, good point. That's why you have to over-prepare with recovery methods. Mm -hmm. You can make things happen so that people see that you're still poised, you're still confident. Mm -hmm. For example, in October 2018, I have a workshop called Convince investors to fund you. Master the three critical factors, pitch, network, and follow-up. And in that workshop, I'm having people actually practice, mm. rehearse. One of the things I have them do is when someone asks you a bad question, you actually walk toward it. Oh, wow. You walk toward it because if you 
walk backwards, subconsciously, we see that you're not as confident as you're trying to say you are. Mm -hmm. Your feet are actually working against you and it's not congruent. So the body language does not match up with your speaking. Exactly. That's the point. When I work with a client, I make sure that it's congruent mm -hmm. so that the body language works and that the person has one solid congruent message that helps the listener trust our speaker. That is when someone is being a savvy CEO. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Joanna. We'd like to share that we have an online class called The Introvert's Formula to Get Clients. The next class with some space still available is in January 2019. So if you want to pre-enroll, you can go to getthebigyes.com and click on the contact and send us a message. Once again, that's getthebigyes.com. We're glad that you heard this broadcast and we invite you to click to subscribe. And then you'll be supporting me and Joanna and our message. And so now remember, introverts can show their best self with strategy. I'm Johanna McLeod. I'm Tom Marcuth. Thank you. Be well. Bye.